0: my quality of my life is dependent on the quality of my blood and your body makes blood with the same thing it makes milk with and so i'm breastfeeding and so my milk reduces and so i have conversations with annie about that about eating more like it's a whole it's fucking huge like it's a huge 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 thing every single month that happens that our whole world shifts around
1: you're listening to the well woman podcast i'm your host jemma lee women's mental cycle educator natural fertility coach and daytime mermaid this is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. This is episode 235 of the Well Woman podcast, and you are tuning in to part four of our menstruation miniseries, honoring motherhood and menstruation with the beautiful amazing best friend of mine, Amber Hawken. Amber and I have been friends for a number of years now and I love her like no tomorrow. And I knew I had to get her on the show to talk about what it's like to be a menstruator and a mother at the same time. And that journey of becoming a mother through the journey of menstruation. So what it's like to have your last few bleeds, what it's like to not feel menstruation whilst you're pregnant, and then reclaiming your menstruation postpartum. So in this episode, we talk about all of that plus her own education about menarche and her menarche journey, along with her favorite products and, of course, her favorite things that she needs in her household to support her through menstruation. This is a really beautiful, juicy chat with my beautiful bestie. I hope you enjoy our giggles along the way. Amber,
0: welcome back to the show. Thank you. So So good to be here, Gem. We haven't recorded an episode together in a really
1: long time. Very long time. Like I think the last time we recorded together, (laughs) were we living together? Maybe, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like really fucking long time. Uh Well, well, welcome. There's going to be lots of people who I'm sure they should know about you if they follow us on Instagram. They should definitely at least know about you now. But Mm -hmm. if they don't know who you are, Tell us what day of your cycle are you on today? How are you checking in?
0: She's always she's like, shit, I've got to check this. <laughs> I think I'm about 12. Just let me check. Oh, she's done. Oh, checking.
1: stop it, day twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you checking in today
0: in this moment? I feel amazing. I feel really alive in my body. My energy's great. I've slept well for two nights. Which is rare in my world. Uh, I mean, slept well, being interrupted every two hours to breastfeed, but you know, in between, I'm sleeping well. And yeah, energy's high, heart feels great, feel expansive, a little bit, a uh, little bit of mental noise going on. The new moon has some some big shifts coming through, so yeah, body feels great. Nice, I like this. Thank you for sharing, and checking in with
1: us. Now, there's going to be people who don't know you, so tell us who is Amber Hawken and how do you describe what it is that you do now since stepping into the portal of motherhood
0: well my name is amber and i'm the mother of a beautiful 17 month old boy his name is anakin well known as annie p (laughs) because his last name is pope the surname of my beautiful partner and father of our child ryan i am a partner to ryan and i'm a daughter of my beautiful father and my mother she has passed uh, in this life and i am uh, someone who practices holding others through uh, different stages of their life and their transitions really my qualification list is you know pretty long and something i, I find boring to read out so they can go and have a look at it if they want to but i have a background first in in medical science which I really enjoyed studying and learning about, but didn't really enjoy the practice of it in radiation therapy. Just some of the, the values of Western medicine didn't really align with me. It didn't feel right. The approach, the reductionistic approach. And so I left after five, six years doing that. Uh, but that includes the study. So I was only 18 months out and I, was, and I left after graduation. 18 months after graduation, I left. I went and studied human behaviour. And different forms and different modalities of healing from different uh, beautiful cultures around the world, ancient modalities, and modern therapies that are more holistic, dealing with the psychosomatic or the transpersonal, emotional, mental, spiritual. And it's all kind of wound in together with other facilitators in, in their field. And we run retreats called alchemy, which are really deep healing and activation and rites of passage type work and that's my day-to-day i support facilitators in their journey kind of just be me in my life (laughs) i can cook delicious slow-cooked meals and not very good at cookies and muffins but i do love to cook them anyway and try spend my life hanging around with my family and traveling the world when we can and there's all sorts of ways to describe what i do but i hope that gives a A broad picture. You're a
1: magical human is also another thing you could say. Love you. And we're totally talking about nothing that you do for work-wise. We're actually talking about your personal experience today around menstruation, which you know about, you know, that's a topic and that I haven't just dragged you under the bus for it, but (laughs) let's go back and talk and let's just put into perspective, like who are we in our friendship when we talk about menstruation? When you attend your retreats and mm-hmm. women are like, Oh, I can't I can't talk about my period with my partner or my friends or like how would you describe how we discuss menstruation and blood and everything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> As you know it's pretty standard for me to send you a photo of the color of my blood because it's so ripe and red and I'm using it as a face mask before I go to yoga and it's pretty standard for Ryan to find jars of <laughs> blood and water that I'm pouring onto the plants each menstrual cycle and that's just pretty standard in our world which needless to say uh, honestly even five years ago that would have flipped me the fuck out so this isn't something that I yeah it's been a relationship that I've developed particularly after becoming a mother but that's our world it's quite standard blood's mm-hmm. normal bleeding's normal size size, feel shape of uh, cervix and and mucus is pretty standard conversation <laughs> very standard conversations, standard text messages, yeah. standard messages from Ryan.
1: I, I wanted to go there first because I think it's a great reflection for people that we're not necessarily, well, our generation anyway, anyway, wasn't born into just growing up like this in a household where this was just something where your mom just wore menstrual blood on her face once a cycle, which I know Annie is going to definitely grow up in a in a family household that's like that. Yep, And how did it start for you? Let's talk about your very first menstrual experience. Can you can you take us back then in your mm-hmm. life? Roughly how old were you if you remember the, t- the time and the age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And what was it like for you becoming
0: a menstruator? I was 14. So I think it was year 9 or year 10. No, year 10 because I remember the friend and she came in year 10, uh, the friend's mum who taught me how to use a tampon or tried to teach, like tried to teach me before I went into the toilet because I had pads and they felt so uncomfortable it was very sporty so it was something that felt really uncomfortable but i did it because the idea of a tampon there was also a taboo that it was quite slutty to use a tampon uh, which is interesting i'm just remembering mm-hmm. back now yeah that you would be a slut or a break your you wouldn't be a virgin or or something if you used a tampon yeah I remember that now wow that you, yeah it was really around like a, a like a sluttiness or a, a skankiness or a I guess it would talk about breaking your hymen and yeah all these different things and I remember tampons being quite painful and uncomfortable but I did enjoy the freedom of not having to wear a, a pad being as sporty as I was played uh, state representative soccer football it was gross to talk about with men, or with boys, teen, teen boys, and something that we, yeah, hid and kept secret, but was also like, well, you're kind of in the club, so you're also kind of cool, but like, do you use tampons or pads, and how experienced, and how long have you had it for? It was like a very, you know, it came with all the teenage uh, judgment and insecurities, and it was definitely not open. as like an open conversation, or much education on it, I think everything I learned was quite a clinical, practical thing, but I don't remember anything being um, beautiful and nice and celebrated and easeful. And actually, because I moved out of home at 14, and I was with my grandma for a little bit, and she didn't want me to get pregnant because I had a boyfriend because she was uh, very strictly religious like that. And so she said that, and I had, I was getting acne, so she just told me to go to the doctor and get on the pill, and I did, which I stopped at 20, 21 when I went overseas for a trip, just, just just intuitively decided and didn't care anymore. Not sure mm. where that came from. But uh, yeah, I just, I remember going overseas and being like, no, I'm not going to renew my uh, script. And I n- never went back on. Yeah. And you went, I remember living- it making me feel fucking crazy and psycho. And there was like Diane, and there was all the different names were like these, you know, women's names. And, you know, we would compare what pills were on. And I remember us having discussions of being like, yeah, I'm on this one. Now don't get on that one. That makes you fucking crazy. And there was some awareness around that uh, when I was like 17, 18. So I think it was just an opportunity. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't need this. But I was from a, from the country town and it felt liberating to do that. And, and I just never looked back. Mm. But yeah, that was. Isn't it interesting that
1: even back then we were still talking about, and I remember, like you're triggering a memory for me, around people comparing the types of hormonal contraception that they were using. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that even back then, before the world of social media and, you know, public discussions, that there was still recognition of the fact that different products in hormonal contraception created different experiences, but yet we still continued to take them. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, really wild. So let's talk about your education around Menarche. How did you learn about your period, getting your period? Was it before? Was it after? Was it during? Who was the core teacher? Who didn't teach you? Who would you have liked to have learned from?
0: Okay. So being that I moved out of home at fourteen, <laughs> it was just my mate's mum, I'm pretty sure. Can you ask me the questions one at a time? Yes I can. <laughs> my brain
1: doesn't hold anymore. Yeah, first one. <laughs> so, first one is where did you get your menarch education? So, yeah, okay. your first period education, where did you first hear about
0: periods? I think it probably was oh my gosh, let me see if I can remember. It could have been my stepmom, but it also could have been my mom. Very brief. I remember having brown mucus in my undies and mm-hmm. being fucking terrified of telling my stepmom. Because it was like a, it was a transition point in my life where I was moving out of home. But she would have these rare moments where she was kind to me, but a lot of the time, then there was not a lot of kindness between us. So I remember shaking and being like, "Fuck, is she gonna lose her shit?" But she told me it was my period, and I think gave me some money, and I went and bought some pads from like the Woolies. That was it. There was no, there's no education. I remember having heavy, heavy bleeds for like 10 days every two weeks though. Mm. It was a very, I was very tired. And again, I was sporty. So maybe I went to school then and my friend had tampons and perhaps I I was pretty, I was pretty confident with people's parents. So I probably just asked like her to, to help me and I'm, and she gave me some tampons, some tiny, what were they like? Minis the minis yeah. yeah with the pretty colors
1: did <laughs> you ever use an applicator
0: not until Europe not until I traveled to Europe See, and I've ne- I've my never Norwegian friends gave them they're so much nicer <laughs> yeah I've never used an applicator and terrible I actually, for the planet but yeah true
1: very terrible for the planet but I also I also feel that applicators weren't really much of a thing here in Australia like they were in America like applicators are like everywhere in America yeah
0: and, and it's same in Europe there was Mm. always there was applicators yes my 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 Norwegian girlfriend of mine showed me and I was like what the fuck but I I used a cup since 2017 a menstrual cup so I went to I did I was doing a yoga teacher training in an ashram and I saw it in a like a pharmacy or a health food store there and didn't know what it was I remember you on this trip yeah 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 I I used a menstrual cup and I've I've never looked back I didn't have any women in my any women in my family who taught me anything about menstrual cycles that wasn't about like being able to just handle it and deal with the symptoms there was nothing there was nothing other than that it was very minimal I wasn't very close to my mom you know I told you about my stepmom my grandma's suggestion so that I didn't get pregnant (laughs)
1: which is a very catholic a very catholic thing to do
0: Mm, yeah and um that was it do you want me to keep going yeah sure okay I'm just going to go through my like journey of of menstruation. So I I went and uh, traveled South America for three, almost four months. And that's when I went off the pill and my cycle was semi-regular, but not some, I think I remember having longer cycles. So it would have been around 40 days then. I just remember it being like four or five weeks. And then I practiced, I was practicing Bikram yoga, a lot of Bikram yoga back then. And I'd left, just left radiation therapy and I was studying uh, what it was called inner child healing. I was doing my master NLP uh, practitioner training that went across two years. And I was also studying deep state repatterning therapy. So it was like these overlapping things as I was developing uh, my skills in a different arena. And I hurt my neck in Bikram. Just doing a terrible rabbit, <laughs> shitty technique, <laughs> and then um, woke up the next morning had a really stiff neck. And uh, called my friend who was a chiropractor and was like, "Hey, can you help me out?" He sent me to a chiropractor. I started seeing a chiropractor, and within a couple of months, my cycle was the best it had ever been. And I didn't have any menstrual pain or anything. It was like um, my menstrual cycle was quite beautiful. I enjoyed it. It was only a couple of days. I didn't have any pain. I would sometimes like definitely mood would uh, drop and energy would drop in autumn and like just before my bleed, but I didn't really know that. I never, I didn't respect it in any way. It's not like I live my life. I, it just kind of happened because it wasn't a big bother. I didn't think about it. I just like, I didn't have to take days off with pain. I didn't have to, that wasn't really, re, I was really blessed with that. And it was probably just because I, I ate well, but I had plenty of stress, like plenty of stress of like mental stress and pressure on myself to build a business that, you know, could have definitely impacted it, but maybe just didn't impact it in that way. Mm. And I definitely didn't have a loving relationship. It just was. And I was stoked. I wasn't pregnant each time I got my period.
1: Isn't it interesting
0: that a lot of people
1: celebrate the arrival of their bleed because it's a sign that they're not pregnant. Yeah. It's crazy. As right. Opposed to the celebration of like, Oh my God, this is like the most sacred stem cell rich liquid yeah. you know, that you know feeds and streams from my vulva. Totally. Um yeah, so so interesting the the perspective between the two. And I think yep. also as we age, we gain a lot more education. Naturally that mm-hmm. happens, but also we gain a lot more experience. This episode is proudly sponsored by USANA Health Sciences, my number one nutritional supplement choice. I've been using these products and paying to use these products for well over 10 years because their quality far exceeds the rest. Yep, they're manufactured to a pharmaceutical grading, which means they're made to the highest standards of manufacturing for nutritional products in the world. Personally, every day I use these products just a part of my healthy regime, just like brushing my teeth. I found their products to really be transformative for my own personal PCOS journey, keeping my skin radiant, my energy balanced, and a healthy digestive system. Every day I use the Prenatal Cell essentials because I believe a prenatal is a foundation for all types of cycle health, not just for preconception and pregnancy, a mercury-free fish oil, a probiotic to support my past leaky gut experience, And of course, a magnesium calcium with vitamin D. This blend is fantastic for my inner autumn. And I always take a little bit more before I begin bleeding. So I have a smooth transition into my next menstrual cycle to learn more and try these products and discover them for yourself. I have a cheeky up to 20% discount for you. Head to GemmaLee.Usana.com to learn more and save. That's GemmaLee.Usana.com. What was it like for you in the transition? Being I don't want to say a new mum because I feel like you've been a mum forever now. Um, <laughs> Still feels new. Seventeen, 17 months. months goes fast, yeah. right? But what was it like for you? The last few bleeds that you remember having before discovering that you were pregnant.
0: Yeah. So just for context, wise in about 2018, my relationship. Uh, definitely changed after holding a couple of alchemies for a few years. So uh, the, the retreats we run and just working with women actually look like knowing you, I happen to live Meet with two different menstrual cycle coaches. I live, I remember I lived with Alicia yes, as Alicia. well. Yep. M taught me a lot and you taught me so much just, just by being around you. So o- over those years from 2018 onwards, and it just it was it felt like a very easy natural transition because it was you you were so embodied in it so it was just like a witnessing and then I picked it up and it just rolled like that I, I can't even remember but it it turned into something that was like it, it just my relationship deepened out of witnessing you and watching you and learning from you that felt very natural and so I came to really love respect and and shift my my diet my movement and my, and my planning around it and in the last two three years my entire business is uh, run around my menstrual cycle as, as best as possible and so my bleeds a few bleeds before pregnancy i was actually moving into a dieta because i was going into a apprenticeship uh, with a teacher of mine for four months and i was uh, having uh, i was doing oh, a cleanse sorry i just had a flashback that you were doing this yeah. yes I, yes i do You were yeah. and you were doing all the things yeah yeah. And, and then I fell pregnant and was severely unwell and uh, didn't feel in any way, shape or form that I could show up to that. So I didn't end up doing it because uh, apparently my next rite of passage was pregnancy <laughs> and motherhood. And so my bleeds were, I remember the house I was in because Ryan and I moved in out of our home into a short-term, short-long-term stay. It was like three months out in Talabudra. I remember having my bleeds. I remember giving it to the plants. They were pretty... Standard and clean and normal. And then I remember doing a retreat and I always bled on the full moon. Mm. And it was all usually I would land retreats and I usually run them on a full moon or a new moon. And it was the full moon and we had the dance and I was like waiting to get my bleed. I'm like, oh, it's weird. But you know, there's a lot. I'm holding a lot. So maybe my body will wait till I get home a few days later. A week later, I'm like, oh my goodness me, my boobs are very sore. I still don't have my cycle. Just going to pee in a sticking case. Yeah. And then, and then I was pregnant. And then Annie was like, yoo hoo. But I was, I got pregnant under the, under my uh, lunar? Lunar, yeah, lunar, lunar return, your lunar, your lunar fertility, your natal yep. return. Because Ryan and I always used my cycle and tracked it. And for contraception, just use my cycle. And so after I did bleed, was the day that we moved, and then I remember it was maybe two or three days after. So it would have been about day seven or day eight is when <laughs> is when Annie was conceived, but we didn't know because yeah, that that would be a normal time that um, we would have sex and not worry about pregnancy. But it was my um, natal return. Yeah, so. Everyone's Which, probably listening to me like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, doing? so I'm like wondering where I stop and into um, and and tell, but I, I've, you're the expert, so. Well, you can explain it. Go for it, and then I can anything. Oh god, I'll butcher it, but okay, I'll try. <laughs> so essentially, the moon that I was born under, you know, that the wisdom says in in the books of old, and uh, you know our. Our wise ancestors uh, tell us that we can ovulate twice. Once during the, you know, the normal ov- ovulation, sometime in the uh, middle of our cycle, or that day 14, 15, or depending on how long your menstrual cycle is. How much have you taught me? Listen to me. Or, <laughs> on I'm just having under- a proud mum moment over here. Because, <laughs> oh, she's so much. Under the moon that you were born under, you can also ovulate and i remember you telling me that jane told you that that had to do with your relationship probably with your bleed in the earth and your alignment mm-hmm. and so the you know i would say that i was never pregnant prior to that in that time period because perhaps i you know had come into deeper alignment and better relationship and so that's when it happened and you know i had just been on a three month cleanse prior so annie was probably that like moment. this is my moment <laughs> knowing him
1: very determined. Yes. Right in. And so if people are listening to this and they're inspired to find out what your natal moon is, it's the angle between the earth, the sun and the moon at the exact time and vocation you were born. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So knowing the exact angle is really important because if you recognize that you were born under a full moon, you need to know the percentage of the full moon because sometimes mm. that full moon percentage might be on the Thursday at like 11 PM, or it
0: could be on the Friday at like four, 4 PM. So then the actual angle is quite important and it can move. Have you done another like- the podcast on that? Because I feel like that that's so normal to you. And I'm leaving listening to that being like, I'm not going to fucking know how to do that. You need to we need a workshop to
1: on, on that. that. But yes, maybe we will do another um, podcast about this and I can talk okay. about this particular topic, but it's just to answer the, the two little things that most people are going to be thinking about is like, well, how do I ovulate? So uh-huh. it's called a spontaneous ovulation and it's triggered. It's You don't have the same ovulation signs of cervical mucus. Mm-hmm. You don't feel the rise of estrogen. It's a trigger ovulation. And so the trigger of ovulation is sexual stimulation, mm. which is penis to vagina stimulation. Now men also have a trigger of their spot, their spontaneous ovulation and their same natal moon is the peak of their sperm count mm-hmm. or their peak of sperm health. So yeah, if you get two natal moons aligning, or you've got a couple who are born under the same moon, roughly, it's very, very amplified, but I love
0: that you shared that because you know, the transition to, so it was, it was spontaneously activated by Ryan and I making love.
1: Yes. And oh, and. It is really cute, and the other thing is because you already have a deep connection with mm-hmm. yourself, your cycle, and the natural connection that you have with the cyclical nature of the world, the yeah. earth, the, the yeah. country, the sky, the moon, the you know father sky, mm-hmm. mother earth. So all of that really plays in, and so it doesn't happen for everybody. And there's a four day window to be aware of with that. Anyway, yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have another podcast Definitely. on that topic, <laughs> but let's talk about what it felt like for you. And at the time this comes out, people will know that I'm also pregnant. But what did it feel like for you? What did it feel like for you not menstruating all of a sudden? Because I'm really missing
0: my period, and you know, oh this. man, I missed it so much. I was, I would say to Ryan, I miss my bleed. It was such a beautiful time. It was like a, it was a time of rest and ease and celebration. And you know, I missed the opportunity. I, I, I almost felt overfull. Like the purge each month was so delightful. And mm. the release was so delightful. So I just felt like built up and blah. and then, you know, my pregnancy was far from enjoyable <laughs> besides the fact that I was growing a human life, which I completely honor. But it was fucking hard. I was so sick. I was in a lot of pain mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it was rocky as fuck. Like, oh, mm. you know, people are like, oh, pregnancy is so delightful. I was like this is fucked and divine at the same time but it was both and so i i really grieved it i missed that purge because i i never got that okay i know if there's something that i want to release and so you know and then i worked with the full moon because that's what i bled under last time but it, it absolutely didn't feel the same so i very miss i missed it a lot
1: and then what was it like for you getting your first period back postpartum oh, so and happy. how how many months weeks do you remember that being after having Annie?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was four months, so pretty pretty fast, very fast. I mean, it was it was what it was, generally speaking, from what I know that that is quite soon. But my body was like, yo, let's do it again. I'm like, yeah, no, not yet or ever maybe, but that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. I was so happy. I remember I was like, yes. It was the nicest and it was on a new moon. So my my menstruating time flipped from full moon to new moon, uh, which was really nice because it was a, I don't know, I guess it was a little, felt a little easier because the intensity of bleeding on a full moon is like you have so the enough. the. Yeah, it's soft as the that dice. That's a good word. Yeah. It felt softer. But it's just after coming back from Europe, it's just flipped back to full moon and I remember how unsoft that is splitting on the full moon. <laughs> Intensity. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. I forgot how intense this was. Can be. I love that you shared
1: that. Thank you. Because it's quite common between the three and six month mark postpartum. But mm. also let's just share with everyone that you were and still are breastfeeding.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people think that, sorry, oh, that's the thing that that's uncommon. It's yeah. not that it doesn't return. It's just because I'm still breastfeeding 17 months postpartum. I think we are. And yeah, so the prolactin, et cetera.
1: Yeah. And so that's why we have so many conversations on the phone about different cycle lengths. i are like, let's go back and explore what your body was doing and how was Annie sleeping that those yeah. weeks. And was he teething? And were you feeding what's during the night? It's like very inquisitive, right? And so just the body is a direct reflection of what's going on with your own inner body cycle. And I love that so much. So what since becoming a mother, have you brought in to your cyclical nature and your bleed to honor your bleed now? Like bleeding is different with a child, right? Oh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about like how do you honour your bleed as a mum because I hear this all the time, I don't have time to rest or I don't have time to make this thing for myself or I don't, I can't do that. How do you do that for you? How do you make a little slice of heaven of honouring for your menstruation when she drops in?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful to have a beautiful partner who's so on board and understands it and he <clears throat> uses the moon for uh, what we get You know as a bleed and a purge and so it's always a conversation to have a more restful time because he knows the one thing he constantly highlights and it's I think for for whatever reason this has stood out to him and so it's always discussed and honoured that just before and first few days of the bleed we must rest because otherwise we will in his words pay for it in the next bleed He's such a great student. Yeah. <laughs> and so even if our calendars are full, he'll just take anymore, And so I can lean on him. Like sometimes I need to just like lay down and I would just do things like lay down. I, do- I stopped. I make things that I don't, I would normally do uh, not a priority. I have to let go a lot. And this sounds, this might sound like a little ordinary and boring, but it's things like not cleaning up the house perfectly. It's like a, fuck it. I just lay on the couch and I play with Annie on the couch or I just take it slower. I, I never book one-on-one. I only have two or three clients, but I never book my one-on-ones and I never book any huge events around my bleed unless I can, unless I absolutely have to, or it just lands there and I just, you know, do my best. So I really avoid having to be on demand for anything at all so that I can take it at a slower pace and I can take it at an easeful pace and I have to adjust. And there's like, we always have a choice. It's just like, are we okay with the consequence of that? So that means that, you know, it'll affect my timelines, my income, my world and my business, but I'm okay with that because uh, I don't think that there's anything more important than honoring, respecting this, because if I don't support myself as a mother and as the mother of our family and there's the that role that I'm so honored to have, it, it affects and it's it's I honestly think it's more selfish to ignore and more selfish to neglect than it is to receive. <clears throat> I don't think receiving is selfish. I think it's actually a beautiful devotional practice and 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 a reverence for what is for all for all of life, for where we each came from in this process and because we are the embodiment of life and death uh, in this world. And so, it's a respect and honouring of that. You know, I might go to yoga, but I might lay in shavasana the whole time, as you know, <laughs> or I will. Yes. You know, I also love it because. And Ryan was actually so super cute, I was proud of telling someone this the other day that the only time our roses really bloom is a week after my bleed, because I'll pour, uh, you know, at least one or two of my menstrual from my cup, stir it in water, and give it to the roses and so there's it's like a it's it really is a huge purge in our house because there's often like longer meditations or bigger discussions or more journaling because it's a time of purge There's usually deeper conversations because they rise to the surface there's more volatility i'm a fiery person i'm also you know i will ask ryan to like leave me alone just stay because i absolutely like i'm not able to be the witness of my cuntiness it just comes out at times and yeah just create as much space as i can uh, create as much grace as I can and create as much slowness as I can. Uh, I tend to cook more and eat more. <laughs> and I always uh, up my bone broth and make a Chinese herbal uh, boil concoction of uh, black dates, red dates, and goji berries, which is a blood building tea. Because in the homeopathic world, I'm uh, my quality of my life is dependent on the quality of my blood. And your body makes blood with the same thing it makes milk with and so i'm breastfeeding and so my milk reduces and so i have conversations with annie about that about eating more like it's a whole it's fucking huge like it's a huge 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 thing every single month that happens that our whole world shifts around but we navigate it well as a family now and it's just we know how it is and yeah it's big there's huge changes
1: Huge. And it's so nice to hear someone share openly and honestly and vulnerably about it, because I think this is true parts of like motherhood and being a menstruator that are not openly discussed. Like it's very rare that you check in with a mother at the markets. You know how we, we see so many moms at the markets on a Thursday. So how was your, how's your milk supply going? Have you started yeah. menstruation? Has that come back? Like, how's all that feeling for you? Speaking of you know, my boobs are so full right now. <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, I need to express." Which reminds me, I was getting a vision of you before you sent me a photo of you, ex-like pumping and expressing, whilst having a face mask, <laughs> and a face mask, and cooking dinner at the time on the stove. And it's just about putting everything together as best mm. as you can, and honoring that it's okay to not be perfect in the way of the world. In inverted brackets, and oh, man, I'm so proud of you. Go, and I and I love you so much.
0: Thank you. I love you. Thank you for everything you've ever taught me and supported me with during. You're amazing.
1: Oh, thanks. I love you. You're worth it. Yep. Final question, because I know that you've got to get going and I are running out of time. So firstly, before I ask you the final question, I have another question. How, oh, can yes. people, how can people find you? Like what's the best avenue for them to learn about you, learn about your amazing retreats that I've had the pleasure of being on that are just mm-hmm. super, super impactful
0: and to learn more about how you do you? thank you honestly you can probably find me on the gram i'm sure if you google amber hawken either a porn star or i will come up maybe it was me in a past life you never know um but amber's such a such a common porn star name i don't know why but h-a-w-k-e-n amber hawken on instagram it's at amber underscore hawken again h-a-w-k-e-n and i think that'll be easier to find me i'm i'm the ginger probably wearing a hat in a photo or something like that I love your ginger. Yeah, I I think that I would encourage people if they want to uh, learn more is actually go old school, get on my email list because I share really deep, genuine, personal uh, writings each week and I would say that that's probably the best place because I'm looking at uh, moving away from Instagram to be perfectly honest. I I enjoy the benefits of connections and reach of it but it just feels – not like a place I can really connect genuinely. Mm. So I would say email list, which yeah. if you go to my Instagram, you can get on my email list for now or go well, to my I website. Will, I'll, I'm going to pop though. I'm just
1: typing this out, email list. I'm going to pop this in the mm. show notes. Seriously. I aspire to be a writer like Amber. She's such a great writer. So please make sure you you jump on that. All right. Final question before you get a chance to express and let your boobs have some relaxation. What are your favorite products to support you through your menstrual time? Like what are the things like, I I need that in my cupboard. I need that in my pantry. I have a feeling I know what they might be. I need this in the bathroom. I need this by the bath. I need this like next, next to me on the couch while I'm resting? Like what are your favourite three to five go-to products?
0: Mm, a metal or silicon straw in a full <laughs> in a full um, water bottle uh, that has a little bit of Celtic sea salt sprinkled in it if your water isn't remineralized, Ours is just filtered right now. Huge like hydration for me because I'm breastfeeding. So when I'm bleeding, I need to go extra. What I said before, those those Chinese medicine, that that concoction of the blood building tea that we boil and make, bone broth, loco love chocolate, <laughs> uh, and lots of feed up the wall, like lots of time feed up the wall. I would honestly say that that's really it. So I try to nourish, rest, and stay hydrated more. Mm, and and a, and a menstrual cycle cup. Yeah,
1: and a cup everywhere. Oh in your bag always these are such simple things and I love asking this question to all of our guests for this series because it it doesn't have to be complicated and you don't have to have all the fancy things I don't know what else I'm
0: thinking like what the fuck else do we need
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you'll be happy to know I just I just brought some silicon straws so when you come over you don't need to bring your own straw
0: (laughs) I always have a (laughs) spare
1: I've always got no I will always have straws now well, thank you so much. I love you with all of my heart. You're such yeah. a beautiful sister that I get to choose to have in my life. And I'm so grateful that I that I, that I that I found you on the dance floor. and Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such an honour to walk life with you and experience you as a mother and a menstruator. So thank you for sharing
0: all of your beautiful stories. Thank you. I owe a huge, huge uh, amount of my understanding and my connection with my circle thanks to you. So I really appreciate it.